The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. That Consumer Ninja is Wendy Nola. And yes, I think in probably 18 months ago or so, you told us that our insurers could fire us. And I went, well, why would they do that? They, <laughs> they, they get premiums from us. Why would they want to fire us? But you're revisiting that tale this evening, Wendy Nola. Yes, I am, Bruce, because they want to fire us when we're not profitable enough. So if we're claiming too much um, versus the premium that we've been paying, doesn't matter how long a, p- a patch you've had of no claims or little claims. If you go through a bad patch, bad luck, whatever, um, then um, you're in very real danger of being offloaded, dumped, fired, cancelled, whatever word you want to use. It's not nice because then, of course, um, the rest of the industry knows about it. They share information um, and you will find it very difficult to find um, replacement insurance at all. We're talking here about car, household contents and the like. And if you do manage to secure um, alternative cover, then it's almost certainly going to be um, a more expensive, higher premium, higher excesses. And of course, if your car, for example, is still financed, you don't have a choice. It has to be, the bank requires it to be insured. So it's a very major, major thing to be dumped by your insurer. Um, But they do, and I've covered many cases. um, And the reason I'm returning to it now, Bruce, is because um, a woman called Sarah Midgley, she's moved from Joburg to Cape Town recently, she raise a very interesting question on on Twitter this week, Monday, I think it was, and that's around disclosure. So she said she's been with the insurance um, on and off for a number of years. I think the, the most recent spell for, for the last four years. She said she had a relatively normal claims history until recently, and then she just had she, you know, bad luck, bad weather, potholes in Joburg. Um, she lodged four car claims in the space of five months, which is a bit. Um, she said they were all genuine and incidentally none of them were her fault in any way, but that, of course the insurance industry doesn't really care about that. It's about the quantum of the claim. The insurance paid the claims. Um, she then uh, moved to Cape Town and was told that actually, um, I suppose, uh, lower perceived risk and uh, so her premium was going to go down. That was great news. And then early Feb, she got a call from someone saying um, that actually uh, you we are cancelling your policy because you're causing us a loss. Turns out I spoke to her um, earlier today that that claims ratio was 190 percent, which is high, but it doesn't. So say what? What? Is, sorry, what does uh, that period. mean? What does a claims ratio of 190 percent mean? That yeah, so that means if it was 100 percent, it would mean that uh, she the claims the quantum of the claims was the same as she'd paid in premium. So 190 means almost double. So whatever over that period she they got from her in premiums, I think that's what it means. It's something like that. Okay, they but I mean, yeah, yeah, and you understand so that can't really be right. I'm not sure. Yeah, you yes, un- but basically they they they, they were <laughs> suffering a loss from you, the claims. You understand that this is surely a protection for the insurance industry that has got of lots of people who try to rip it off. I mean, there was once a statistic and I've never, I've not double checked it in a while, but there was once a statistic that's saying there have been more claims for ro- lost Rolexes on Portugal's Algarve than have ever been made, manufactured. Um, yes. Simply because people yes. do try to defraud insurance companies. But sometimes you just blimmin' unlucky. So how is Ms. Midgley solving your problem? I don't know it was it was fraud. No, I- no. Okay, so fraud, they wouldn't have covered it. In this country, I'm, I'm told from people in the industry, the biggest thing is when people car, people's cars get stolen, they always have the most expensive sunglasses in it, <laughs> not always, but many times. 
And of course, you need to be able to prove that. But so this it's sunglasses here. So she was asking, you know, she, her point was, I've gone through my whole policy. I can't find anywhere that says that this is a possibility. Because if I knew that, maybe after my third claim or my fourth claim, certainly I would have started looking around for alternative cover. I would jump rather than wait to be pushed, which is put you in a much worse position. Right? It never occurred to her that that could happen. So I started asking around. Um, I asked Archer, is it uh, true that there's nothing in your policy document that says that you reserve the right to offload or whatever legalese they wanted to use, offload the client if they have a string of claims within a specified period of time? Um, then that person could make an informed decision, you know, as I say, that they would cancel um, if they had a bad, run of bad luck and lots of claims rather than, than risk being offloaded. And I also asked the Ombudsman for Short-Term Insurance what the policyholder protection rules say in terms of disclosure. Do they have to say this? Um, because let's just quick sidebar, with the medical uh, schemes industry, right? I mean, you, in the course of your life, you there are times when you claim a lot, when you're young, when you're pregnant, whatever, and when you're, and when you're very old and in between... You know, um, my medical scheme is doing has done very well out of me for a number of years because you know they I've been paying them a lot more than I have claimed a lot more than I've claimed. It's so called sometimes in, you're the it's one called that's yeah, but it's called insurance. You are sharing risk with a pool of other people. Exactly, everybody the is contributing pool. money into a pool. Which if one of you has a round of bad luck, everybody else goes. Well, thank goodness it wasn't me. You're welcome to the payout. This isn't some sort of profiteering gig. At least that's not I the way. Design. Exactly. So the bad, well, I think the quite sort of astounding news is that according to the Ombuds Office, um, all that the policyholder protection protection rules require is that the insurer gives the policyholder at least 31 days notice of the intention to cancel the policy. They must give reasons um, in that cancellation re- uh, letter. Um, and, and the insured person who's been dumped can, can insist on that. Um, and the, the notice period is so that they can find alternative insurance, obviously. But here's yeah, the thing. There is no provision that compels the insurer to advise the insured of the scenario to which I refer. And that is, of course, if you claim to make we will dump you. So our insurance was within, within its rights. They got back to me to say our policy wording clearly states that we reserve the right to cancel a policy with 31 days notice. And they gave me a, snip of, a snippet of that wording, which was all about unpaid premiums. So I went back and I said, yes, but you, you're not, there's nothing in there that tells the person, a lay person who has no idea how these things work, that, you know, hold on, if you're having a string of claims and, the, and there's a, the quantum's high-ish, um, you run the risk of us offloading you, and then the person could make an informed decision. And they said, um, we we do acknowledge that we don't provide examples or scenarios on when we as the insurer can cancel the policy, but we do have a conversation with our clients when registering the claim to alert them of the potential consequences of proceeding with the claim with cancellation being one of the potential outcomes. We're looking into that, and we'll have an answer for you tomorrow. But you see, here's here's the problem here, Wendy, because the insurance industry has got a a, a terrible reputation for not paying. Um, And you talk to insurance people about this and they get very offended. Of course we pay. So now when I'm with my fourth claim in five months or whatever Ms. Midgley had, 
Um, and she's not being told on the fourth claim, listen, and I don't know if she was told. I'm sure she was because they say she was. Um, and they say, well, we're not well, going to... Well, I haven't talked to Candace with her, but yeah, yeah that's what we, they say. We're going to cancel yeah. your insurance if you claim this time. She goes, but hold on a second. You've been, you've continued to take my premiums. I, I realize I'm costing you money, but I've continued to pay okay. my premiums. I am a customer in good standing. You can't do that to me now by all means you know if i have a fifth claim in five months so if i come back to you next week fine warn me now but don't tell me that i you know, yes. pay this one out i'm gonna nail you uh, oh, exactly no, no, she, no. Says, she says it all boils, boils down to transparency and the fact that the average consumer is a layperson in insurance law and entirely dependent on the information presented to them by the insurer hence my thread on Twitter to inform and alert consumers that they can be fired by the insurer once an arbitrary value and frequency of claims is reached because they don't say where that red line is, which is the other point. So you can compare red line points with insurers when you're deciding where to go. So the moral of the story for now, Bruce, is if you've had a run of bad luck, a lot of claims, if they're small, rather don't claim. Um, that's what the excess is there for, so that you you think twice and you think, oh, in terms of my claims history, whatever, maybe I'll just absorb this myself. But if you have had a lot of claims, uh, it's a really, really good idea to shop around and get alternative um, insurance. You have to you have to disclose those claims, of course, and it will affect your your risk and therefore your premium. But but it's so much better for you to do to jump rather than wait to be pushed um, because of of this scenario it's very hard to find good alternative cover which sarah with the help of a good pro- uh, broker has incidentally managed to do from from this month um but it's usually very very difficult so mm. just a warning there for listeners about claim. this also undermines the direct insurance model because it says you you need a broker that's what it says um and yeah, our insurance is going to be grumpy about of that course. statement but i mean this is what sarah is found. So thank you, Wendy Nola. I'm looking forward to a little catch-up. Maybe you can just update us on what our insurance comes back to you with tomorrow. Uh, Wendy Nola, she's on the trail. She doesn't like it when people are uh, treated unfairly. Um, and the, yeah, just insurance is not written in a language that human beings understand. It's not. It is not with all of the best will in the world. You cannot expect us to understand the nooks and crannies I was going to say the crooks and nannies, but the, the, the nooks and crannies of the vagaries of something that you speak each and every single day. Please, insurance.